Hey, what's good, everyone? It's Kyle Henderson back with Andrew Bone. It's Tuesday night. You know what we do on Tuesday? We talk recruiting. Next Wednesday, early National Signing Day. I'm just going to call it National Signing Day. I mean, there's so many guys that are going to be signing. Uh, we have something special coming your way next Wednesday. So definitely stay locked on. Like and subscribe to our channel because we got a ton coming your way. Uh, Bone, it's good to be back, man, talking recruiting. Yeah, you know, um, we're, uh, you know, about a week out from uh, from signing day. And as you said, you know, we could call it National Signing Day. Um, it's certainly a, um, you know, going to be a big event. I mean, there's a lot of kids making decisions. There's you know, a lot of kids signing. So, uh, yeah, I think February we call it the late signing period now. So, um, yeah, I definitely think that, uh, you know, December has really taken over. Uh, you know, the overall signing day experience. So uh, it's going to be an interesting week. There's a lot going on. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, really anything can happen. I mean, it, a lot of people ask me and they say, well, you know, we're a week before signing day. How do you guys not know what a kid's going to do? Well, there's a reason a lot of these guys, you know, waited this late because they don't know what they are going to do. They are still, you know, letting, uh, you know, letting different, um, uh, you know, schools recruiting, letting different, uh, you know, coaches talk to them. So it's going to be really interesting to kind of see what happens over the course of the next week. All right. We'll definitely take your questions in a little while. I got some questions of my own that I got from Bone. Uh, Bone, let's check that uh, internet connection. We're kind of, uh, we're almost like on a freeze frame um, from time to time, but, um, you know, we'll see if we can get that uh, fixed for everybody. Um, like I said, everyone, next Wednesday is uh signing day. we got a ton of guys that are signing and uh, we'll keep you posted right now at BamaInsider.com. Bone, I, I wanted to ask you, and we were kind of talking about this before the show, um, you know, kind of everything that's going on at LSU and how that is going to impact uh, Alabama. I mean, we, we might have not thought it was that big of a deal kind of early on, but now that you see a player like Eric Gilbert kind of wanting to kind of some smoke that he might also want to transfer out. I, I think when you look at the remaining targets uh, that Alabama has their eye on, uh, a Mason Smith, guys that they might have missed out on, a Sage Ryan um, still in play for Brian Thomas. How do you think that everything kind of going on at LSU could impact um, kind of these remaining targets and, and guys overall at LSU? Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the biggest question, uh, you know, going into this final week. Um, you know, how big of an impact is, you know, everything that's coming out about LSU going to uh, going to affect certain recruits? You know, not only key targets that they're going after, but uh, but even guys who are committed to them that are, you know, still heavily recruited by other programs. You know, we we saw some kids, you know, kind of surprisingly, we you know we saw some kids decommit from LSU uh, in last recruiting cycle. Um, not really sure exactly, you know, what happened towards the end, but uh, but we saw some of the out of state guys end up, you know, leaving the class. Now, you know, there's some big, ten, you know, big time targets that are in LSU's class right now that Alabama, along with a few other schools, are continuing to go after. So, um, you know, it, it just it, it seems like the hits just keep on coming for 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 LSU right now. And you know, I know Coach Orgeron, you know, that staff is trying to do probably everything it can to uh, to make sure that you know it doesn't lose um, you know some of its top remaining targets, including you know Mason Smith, the number one overall player uh, in the Rivals 100. I mean, Mason Smith commits to another out of state school like Alabama or Georgia. I mean, that's a uh, that that's huge. I mean, that's another big punch in the gut for LSU um, if they were to lose Mason Smith and, and potentially any of its, uh, you know, commitments, you know, five-star safety, uh, Sage Ryan, who committed to LSU over Alabama last month. I mean, that's another guy that uh, I think a lot of people are still kind of watching, waiting to see, you know, what may happen to him. I mean, I, as of right now, you know, he's still 
pretty much solid with uh, with LSU. But you know, he's still talking to other programs, including Alabama. Uh, well, I say other programs. I think Alabama is probably the only program that he's probably still talking to right now. But um, you know, could Alabama potentially flip him? Um, you know, Keno Coat is a outside linebacker from Vero Beach, Florida. You know, he's another guy that um, you know some of the schools are continuing to recruit. Uh, including Alabama. Alabama's been, you know, still showing interest. You have um, uh, Nathaniel Wiggins, uh, you know, defensive back out of uh, Georgia. Now, you know, I don't really know a ton about him, but, you know, just looking at, you know, some different stuff online, uh, you know, it seems like, you know, he could be uh, a potential, you know, flip target, not necessarily for Alabama, but maybe for another school. So I think, you know, really with a lot of these out-of-state kids who are currently committed LSU, um, you know, there's probably a lot of question marks. Um, you know, not saying that, you know, they didn't make the right decision, but, um, you know, with everything that keeps coming out, you know, we, we know the news that's coming out, you know, in the last 24 hours about Eric Gilbert uh, potentially leaving. And I don't know if that's become official or anything, but uh, it certainly sounds like he's, you know, trying to get out of the program. Um, you know, is he homesick? Uh, you know, or is that just an excuse to, you know, get out of it, get out of there, um, because things are going well. I mean, you know, we know all the stuff that came out, uh, you know, uh, what was that, about a month ago, th- three or four weeks ago, about the, uh, you know, sexual misconduct allegations and all the investigations that are going on uh, right, you know, about that right now. Um, you know, obviously terrible, terrible season coming off of a, you know, national championship. I mean, yeah, I mean, you expect – you know, to have a little bit of a drop off, uh, you know, when you lose some, you know, major players, including the Heisman Trophy winner and Joe Burrow. But, um, you know, to get just get absolutely humiliated in games, uh, including being a 30 point underdog at home to Alabama. Um, you know, they got a lot of things to fix down there. And, uh, you know, we've, we, there's a lot of talk about, you know, potential, uh, you know, coaches, you know, getting fired down there. Not necessarily Orgeron, but, uh, you, you know, you can probably expect some uh, some changes on the defensive staff. So, uh, you know, we'll just wait and see. I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen. You, you know, I think for the most part, you're probably going to see, you know, even if some changes are made, those changes typically don't happen until after signing day because you want to make sure uh, that you get your guys on board uh, and they don't bail and, uh, and go somewhere else. So it's going to be interesting to really see, um, you know, what happens – you know, with a guy like Eric Gilbert, um, I, you know, people have asked me, you know, is Alabama, you know, a potential, you know, option for him? I, I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, that's kind of a wait and see approach. I mean, guy hasn't even entered the transfer portal. Alabama hasn't contacted him. Um, would Alabama be interested if he got into went into the portal? <laughs> I, I don't think there's any, uh, you know, doubt about that. So just have to kind of wait and see with uh, with him. But you know, all eyes are on guys like Mason Smith and um, you know Sage Ryan. Um, you know, some of these other big targets that uh, you know that a lot of schools are going after. And you know, LSU has probably been considered the favorite from day one. Uh, for Mason Smith, in-state kid, uh, you know, big-time prospect. You know, now he's the number one overall player in the country. So, you know, you don't want to lose the number one player in the country to uh, to to a rival school. You know, especially like Alabama. But uh, you know, Alabama's been recruiting him extremely heavily uh, throughout the process. Has a great relationship with Freddie Roach, the defensive line coach. I mean, Freddie Roach pulls this off. I mean. You know, there's going to be a lot of people really excited about this defensive line class because you already have, um, you know, Damon Payne. Um, you know, he's the number two defensive tackle in the country. Imagine if Alabama were able to get the number one and number two defensive tackles in the country uh, to go along with the defensive ends that they've, uh, you know, landed the last couple of years. I mean, they've got a 
they would have an amazing, uh, you know, defensive front, you know, moving forward. So, uh, like I said, it's it's all kind of a wait and see approach. But there's a reason why a lot of these kids decide to wait because they're not sure what they're going to do. It's it's you know people people don't understand. It's real easy kind of for us during the summer to uh, to make a prediction to say, all right, I feel like this kid's going to go here, this kid's going to go there. Our prediction uh, percentages are probably a lot higher during the summer, during the spring uh, than they are around signing day because you know, a lot of these kids are just absolutely torn. There's you know they they waited out, you know they let the game get, kind of play out, and uh, you know they let these coaches recruit them all the way up until their announcement. I mean, they you know, I would imagine somebody like Mason Smith, somebody like um, uh, Xavier Worthy, who's, uh, you know, really torn between Alabama and Michigan. Um, you know, I, I guarantee you that he's going to be talking to these coaching staffs, um, you know, all the way up until his announcement, you know, in my book, The Road to Bama, you know, I interviewed Trent Richardson and Trent told me, you know, Trent was, you know, he was an Alabama commitment. He went into, uh, you know, he had a signing day press conference. Uh, he went into signing day thinking that he was going to sign with Alabama, that he was going to stick with his commitment and sign with Alabama. DJ Fluker, AJ McCarron, those are some guys who attended his press conference. So, yeah, absolutely. He's going to Alabama, no doubt about it. Well, Trent tells me, he says, you know, I called Urban Meyer, you know, a little bit before my announcement just to like, He's like, I already had it in my head. I was going to Alabama. This is what I was going to do. I called Coach Meyer just to talk to him one more time. And he said, Coach Meyer would have answered the phone. There's no way I could have told him no. Uh, and I would have probably flipped my commitment from Alabama to Florida and gone to Florida. But Coach Meyer didn't answer the phone. And even if he would have tried to call me back, I wouldn't have picked it up. I was, you know, once he didn't answer the phone, I, uh, I stuck with my commitment to Alabama. So <laughs> – People don't understand. I mean, these are, you know, these are 40 year decisions. These are, uh, you know, coaching staffs that are fighting tooth and nail every single you know hour of the day to try to get these guys to commit to their program. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of relationships out there. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of guys that are, uh, you know, develop these relationships with these coaches throughout the entire process. And it's really hard for them to say no. So uh, when people ask me, well, what's your prediction? Well, it's tough. I mean, I will make a prediction, but, you know, because I get it wrong doesn't mean we were uh, just because uh, we get it wrong doesn't mean, you know, a kid wasn't favoring that school maybe the day before, maybe an hour before. I mean, it, you know, it happens. I mean, when, you know, I, I interviewed a kid once right before his announcement. He gave me a commitment story, told me it was Alabama, got quotes and everything. He said, <laughs> And this is years ago. This is probably about 10, 12 years ago. And he gave me this commitment story the night before. Got all the quotes and everything, wrote wrote the story. And he said, I think it was a, his announcement was like at, you know, 11 or you know 12 o'clock, uh, you know, in the afternoon. And he said, you can release it right before the, you know, I announced my commitment. So you'll have it first and it'll be out there and, you know, the timing will be good and everything. I said, okay, whatever, let's do it. So went to, I even went to his press conference, went to his press conference. The only people there were Alabama reporters. There were in no Auburn reporters. It's an in-state kid, just Alabama reporters. Cause Auburn people knew that he was going to Alabama. Alabama people knew he was going to Alabama. So they all go to the announcement. Kid announces, he announces his commitment to Auburn. Everybody kind of looked at him like, all right, funny joke, but let's get, you know, let's be serious. Tell the, tell the truth. 
and then he just walked off the stage. That was it. And, uh, you know, I got a call, you know, shortly after because, you know, some people were following, you know, the work that you know we were doing. And they said, you know, he committed, you know, he, he committed Alabama. It was a done deal. He had committed to Alabama. And so Alabama wasn't sure what had happened. Uh, of course, Auburn reporters were calling us, hey, can you get an interview with him? Um, so stuff like that happens. I mean, it, it's just it's a crazy, crazy world we live in. This recruiting uh, business is, uh, is wild. It's an up and down roller coaster ride. You just got to go along for the ride. And, uh, hey, you know, it's worked out pretty well for Coach Saban and that staff. Uh, for a very, very long time. I think it's going to work out well again. But you, there's going to be a lot of highs, a lot of, a lot of lows over the course of the next, uh, over, over the next seven days. That uh, you know, people are going to be all excited on uh, on Friday because they're going to hear that this kid's leaning this way. Um, then on Sunday, that kid's going to be leaning somewhere else. Then on Tuesday, he's going to be leaning back. Then on Wednesday morning, he might be. Oh, it could go either way. I mean. It's just how it is. And uh, I think you know, that's what people love about recruiting. I think people enjoy the thrill. They enjoy the ride. It's going to be boring if we just said, yep, he's going here. He's going there. He's going here. We know for 100% certainty that he's going to Alabama. We know for 100% certainty he's going to Georgia. People don't like that. Who cares? You, <laughs> you want to enjoy that uh, that thrill and that, you know, when a kid announces his commitment to Alabama, I mean, Alabama fans, when it, Rashawn Evans announced his commitment to Alabama uh, over Auburn, um, you know, two minutes after Auburn released, um, you know, a story on their official athletic website that uh, Rashawn Evans had signed with Auburn, and then he commits to Alabama two minutes later. That was exciting. I mean, that was exciting for Alabama fans. It was a thrill, and uh, even though you know, everybody thinks we build up the drama, these kids build up the drama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I would I would be great without dealing with some of this uh, drama in the end, but uh, but I think with uh, you know a lot of these kids they uh, they like the thrill, but a lot a lot of them also don't know what they want to do. They are you know they're praying, they're crying, they're uh, talking to so many different people in their lives, whether it's parents, coaches, um, mentors, uh, grandparents. There's so many different people that they talk they're talking to. Let me tell you something: people who don't matter are are probably other recruits when other recruits are saying, Oh, we want you here. Fans are tweeting at them saying, we want you to come to Alabama. You'll make the biggest difference in the world. They love that stuff. They eat it up. But you know, when they sit down and try to make their decision, they put all that, that, that stuff aside. And it, it really comes down to, you know, what they feel like is, is best for, uh, for them and their families. Here with Andrew Bone talking Alabama Crimson Tide football recruiting. Remember, next Wednesday is the early national signing day. I'm calling it signing day. Uh, we got a ton of stuff coming your way on BamaInsider.com. Um, as you see right now, Alabama with 22 total commitments, number one in the Rivals.com recruiting rankings with three five stars, um, 14 four stars. And um, I mean, this class is absolutely loaded. Bone, kind of when we look at the top five teams right now, you got Alabama, Ohio State, Oregon, LSU, Georgia. We all know what's going on with LSU. We just talked about that. Uh, is there a chance that Ohio State can make a run um, kind of at the last minute to surpass Alabama? Or do you feel confident that Alabama will retain that number one position as we go uh, past early signing day um, kind of in into the new year? Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about it, um, you know, the last you know 24 hours, thinking about the other schools that are kind of in the race for that number one overall spot. And 
Um, I just don't see Alabama getting uh, overtaken. I, I think they're going to you know, finish as the top class in the country. They should finish as the top class in the country during the early signing period. Um, you know, we'll still probably see some targets, you know, make decisions in, uh, in February, but I, I don't know if it's going to matter that much. I mean, you know, you look at Ohio state and I always thought that, you know, Ohio state would probably need to land, you know, JT Tuamola and Emike Ibuka, the uh, number one receiver in the country to, uh, to potentially overtake Alabama. Well, Ibuka announced today that he's going to be making his decision on, um, on Friday. And it's certainly looking like he's probably going to announce for, uh, for Oklahoma. The Sooners have uh, a lot of momentum with him right now. Um, you know, I'm looking at LSU's class. What's going to happen there? Is it going to unfold? It, are they potentially going to salvage it by landing uh, Mason Smith and, and potentially keeping, uh, you know, Sage Ryan and, and some of the other top targets on board? You know, two programs that I'm watching pretty closely, Georgia and Oklahoma. Yeah, I think Georgia's got a chance, especially if, uh, in terms of getting into that top three. Uh, if they can land Mason Smith, I mean, I think Mason Smith is, you know, starting to become a little bit more of a toss-up just because of everything going on at, uh, at LSU. And Alabama, Georgia's certainly in the mix for him. Georgia's still in the mix for several other targets as well. Terry and Arnold, Xavier Sori, and those are some guys that are high on Georgia's list. Um, you know, Oklahoma is a school that, I think, you know, they're outside of the top 10 right now. They could potentially be in the top five, maybe even in the top three, um, you know, by signing day. There's several five stars that I feel like they've got a good chance to uh, potentially land. Uh, Kamar Wheaton, uh, we mentioned Emeka Ibuka uh, earlier. Uh, I think they're in the driver's seat for five-star offensive lineman Tristan Lee. Uh, so those are three five stars right there that they could potentially land and, uh, you know, really make a strong move into that top three. Here with Bone talking Alabama Crimson Tide football recruiting. Bone, I wanted to talk about uh, two wide receiver targets that you know we've been kind of uh, talking about for the last several months. You got uh, Xavier Worthy, and then you also have Brian Thomas, two very priority targets. And I think when everybody kind of looks to the wide receivers that are next um, at Alabama, I mean, you have uh, Ja'Cory Brooks, Jai Hall, uh, Christian Leary. Those guys are definitely going to come in. Um, we're really excited to see those guys. But could Alabama could potentially add a, another to this very dynamic class, maybe um, Xavier Worthy or, or Brian Thomas? What's kind of the latest on that? I think with, uh, you know, Xavier Worthy, you know, there's still a lot of, um, you know, back and forth between Alabama and Michigan. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, I, I still think he probably favors Alabama at this point. Um, you know, even though he's still committed to Michigan, um, he's going to make that decision uh, on Wednesday. And I think they're still kind of waiting. You know, his family's kind of waiting, see what happens with Harbaugh. You know, I don't think anything's kind of been determined there, uh, you know, about his future. I know there's a, a new offer on the table for him to stay at Michigan, but it's at a, at a lower base salary. Um, you know, does he potentially entertain some NFL offers? And I think, I think if Harbaugh leaves, I think it's a done deal. Um, and I'm not saying that it, you know, it's not a done deal if he stays. You know, I still think Alabama's got a great chance to uh, to flip him away from Michigan. But um, I think if he if Harbaugh does leave, they've got a great, you know, an even better chance to uh, to land Xavier Worthy. And then with Brian Thomas. You know, Brian's one of these guys who just doesn't talk a lot, keeps things extremely tight-lipped. Uh, you know, he is saying that he's going to wait until February to decide, and he's not going to decide during the early signing period. But you know, in the back of my head, I just keep thinking maybe he goes ahead and pulls the trigger, uh, you know, next week. I think Alabama's uh, in the driver's seat for him. You know, it's probably an Alabama-Texas A&M recruiting battle. LSU's 
Uh, I think they're just fading a little bit. I think they've been fading before all the stuff came out. Uh, but I think with everything that's been coming out here recently, I, I think they're fading even more. So I do think it's an Alabama, Texas A&M uh, battle for him. But uh, but I would say Alabama's in the lead. And we'll see if he potentially makes a decision um, next week. You know, last year, five-star wide receiver Rakeem Jarrett was committed to LSU, um, said that he was going to wait. Uh, and and sign in February, make a decision in February, uh, and then boom, uh, you know, on uh, on signing on that early signing day Wednesday morning, he flipped his commitment to Maryland, which shocked everybody. So we'll see if Brian Thomas potentially does something, but you know, I still like Alabama's chances there, and, and I think Alabama would take both of those guys. Here with Bone talking Alabama Crimson Tide football recruiting. Be sure and hit the thumbs up button, like, and subscribe. Again, uh, next Wednesday, we got some great stuff coming your way right here on BamaInsider.com. Uh, Bone, when we kind of look at uh, the running back situation, I, I know you've you've talked about him plenty of times. Kamar Wheaton is a guy that Alabama fans or anybody would just love on their team. I mean, the guy's got an electric highlight tape. Um, you know, the number one player at that position. Um, he's out of Texas. Alabama has done a fantastic job recruiting the state of Texas uh, this year. What are you thinking about Kamar Wheaton and um, kind of what's the latest going into, uh, you know, uh, a pivotal week next week? And, and what is the timeline with him uh, kind of making his announcement? Yeah, I think a lot of people were surprised, uh, you know, when he dropped the news last week uh, that he was going to announce on December the 23rd. Um, you know, has a top two. Alabama and uh, and Oklahoma. Um, I feel like this has been all Oklahoma for for a very long time. Um, I think with Alabama, you know, numbers are tight, and I'm not saying he doesn't have a spot. I, I think it was, Alabama would have a very hard time turning Kamar Wheaton down if he wants to commit. But at the same time, I, I just see him going to Oklahoma. I, I don't think Alabama, you know, really has you know much of a chance there. So uh, so I would just kind of. In my opinion, forget about running backs in this class. I think Alabama's pretty happy with uh, with what they got. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned some other guys that Alabama's probably still keeping some tabs on because you never know what may happen. You know, anything's possible uh, in the recruiting game, especially if, um, you know, Alabama isn't, you know, quite sure what's going to happen with maybe some running backs uh, that are on the team. What if Brian Robinson decides to turn pro? I don't know. I don't think he will. I think he'll come back. Uh, but what if he did decide to turn pro? I think Alabama would entertain the thought about trying to get another running back in this class. But as of right now, I just don't see them signing a running back. I think they're they're pretty happy with the guys that they signed in last year's class and just, you know, full steam ahead in 2022. Bone, um, one one more running back. I know you said don't think about the running backs, but can you just kind of set the record straight um, about Amani Goodwin? Because I think that a lot of people, you know, saw that, um, you know, he he decommitted from Auburn and there's people asking about kind of, you know, his, his status and whether or not he was going to be, you know, maybe showing interest to Alabama. Can you kind of just uh, put the final word out? And I know you said just kind of don't think about running backs, but people keep asking about uh, Goodwin. So if you can kind of just clear things up. Yeah, no, well, uh, Auburn commitment, or, or former Auburn commitment, uh, Armani Goodwin, uh, you know, decommitted last week, um, put out a top five, um, you know, Alabama was in it, so a lot of people just kind of assumed, oh, man, he uh, is an in-state kid, Alabama, you know, probably all over him, they offered him earlier this year, it's kind of the same thing I said earlier, I, I just don't see Alabama signing a running back, um, I think Kamar Wheaton, you know, possible option, but yeah, I think he was probably the only one, I don't, 
really see them making a strong push here. Now that may change after the early signing period. Um, you know, once Alabama kind of regroups, gets into January, has a little bit better feeling of, uh, you know, what their current roster situation is like, then they'll make that decision. Um, but as of right now, I don't see them, you know, pressing hard. Um, so I would probably expect him either back in Auburn's class or maybe end up, you know, somewhere out of state. All right. Um, moving on with Andrew Bone right here at BamaInsider.com. Coming to you from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Remember, hit the thumbs up, like, and subscribe. We have 352 people watching. You should have 352 thumbs up. Uh, we appreciate it. Remember, all Super Chats go to Andrew Bone. And don't forget about uh, his book, The the Road to Bama. We'll definitely put um, the link in the description, and we'll also catch up with Bone uh, before we end this particular show. Bone, as we kind of cruise through the recruiting show and, and talk about key remaining targets, um, Zavin Sori is a guy that we've talked about plenty of times. Um, does it seem like uh, Georgia is going to be the final destination? Yeah, I mean, I like uh, Georgia right now for Xavier and Soria. I think that's probably a safe bet. Um, you know, as Alabama and Florida in it, you know, absolutely. You know, he's kept things pretty tight-lipped throughout the uh, throughout the entire process. But uh, if I had to make a prediction on Soria, I would say Georgia. All right, that was uh, nice and quick on <laughs> on Sori. And uh, two more guys that I, that I wanted to get to, and then you can post your questions uh, for Bone inside the comment box. Uh, these two guys um, out of the state of Texas, we, we've talked about them again and again. Um, you kind of mentioned uh, about Tamisa at the beginning of the show, but what's kind of the latest on, on Tamisa and if there's been any movement uh, going into signing day? As you know, it would be a slam dunk if Alabama was – able to get to me say, and then also um, talk about uh, Shamar Turner, a guy that, you know, you know, is a, is a very highly rated prospect as well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that freeze frame of bone, right? It looks like we lost bone and uh, maybe we'll get him back uh, on the show. Kyle Henderson, Bama insider.com. We are just talking about uh, to me say Adelie and let's see if we can get uh, bone back on the show. Give me one second. Um, I think we're going to have him momentarily. The screenshot was hilarious. <laughs> Bone. Let's see if we can get him. Bone. Hey, I don't know what's going on tonight. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll get you all cleaned up for uh signing day next uh, Wednesday. We were talking about um, Tamisa Adelier and uh, Shamar Turner. You could talk about those two key prospects out of the state of Texas. Um, I think that'd be a, a great point to continue to, you know, emphasize if they could just kind of slam dunk on, on the back end of this class. Yeah. With uh, Shamar Turner, I mean, I just think he's going to end up staying in Texas. I, you know, felt that way for a while. Um, you know, looking, looking like Texas A&M is probably in the driver's seat. Um, you know, Alabama, you know, loves that kid, but, uh, but I just think he's going to end up staying in Texas. Um, you know, Tamisi Adelier yeah, visited Alabama for the iron bowl. Um, you know, I definitely think that it's kind of a, you know, more of a toss up with him because I feel like there's been a, a new leader just about every single week uh, in his recruitment uh, expected to visit Florida this weekend. So, you know, you just don't know how he's going to be feeling after that Florida visit. You know, it's always a little scary when, uh, you know, when you're recruiting, um, you know, a particular player, he takes that last minute trip uh, somewhere, you know, then that other, you know, then that school that felt like they were going to land him, they don't know anymore. They don't know, you know, what's going to happen during that trip. So, you know, Tamise Adel, you know, that's probably how Alabama's feeling right now with Tamise. You know, will you know Florida potentially overtake, uh, you know, as the leader for him? So we'll see. It's an Alabama Texas A&M uh, Florida recruiting battle. 
prior to this weekend, it seemed more like Alabama, Texas A&M, but, uh, but, but I think Florida can get right back in the thick of things. And uh, it's going to be close. It's going to be really close with him on, uh, on signing day. Uh, and it's going to be very interesting because, you know, he was a former commitment to Ohio state, not going to commit to the Buckeyes. Uh, so this is going to be a, a really down to the wire, uh, you know, recruitment for him. Here with Bone talking recruiting, please hit the thumbs up, like, and subscribe. Um, and now we'll take your questions right here on BamaInsider.com. We'll be around, um, you know, for a few more minutes to take some questions. This might be a, a shorter show than normally um, as we kind of gear up for, for the big kabang next uh, Wednesday, that early signing day. Um, all right, Bone, we got uh, some questions in. And um, the first question uh, we got from Gerald Gerald and uh, 22 verbals right now. And the Ohio tight end from last recruiting cycle, does that mean that there are only two spots remaining in this class? No, I mean, yeah, I mean, Alabama's going to bring in, you know, with the tight end from last year, I mean, they're going to bring in 20, um, you know, 20, they got 23 guys right now, but I, I still think there's probably four spots remaining. Uh, and that, you know, it's probably stretching it out, but I, but I think they would probably take four guys if they can get the right four guys. I mean, you got several guys that are going to be making decisions here in the next week. Um, you know, Xavier Worthy, Xavier Worthy, Xavier Sori, um, you know, Tamise Adelier, Mason Smith. Um, you know, these are all guys who are going to be making decisions. If you can get one, maybe two of those guys uh, on board, you know, then you're looking into the month of January when you still got guys like Terry and Arnold, uh, JT Tolamola. Uh, you also never, you know, you also never know if uh, Alabama could potentially flip somebody like a Sage Ryan or a Kino Coat, uh, somebody like that. So, you know, I do think there's four spots remaining, and uh, they're going to try to fill those four, sp four spots. But that's not to say – if they don't get one of those guys, they're going to look elsewhere and try to find somebody else. I think all the guys, um, uh, you know, that they're continuing to recruit. You know, I think that, uh, you know, those are the guys that they're trying to land, not necessarily. All right. Who's going to be the next guy up? Who's the back, you know, who's a backup option or anything like that. It's just basically the guys that we continue to talk about. Um, you know, those are the guys who have a spot if they want to commit. All right, Bone, we're going to take a, a quick five minutes. We're going to give you uh, five minutes. Let's try to get plugged back in, try to get the internet going because you're kind of choppy. We want to finish out the show, the show strong. So um, take a quick uh, five minutes, try to try to um, get plugged in, and then I'll bring you right back. All right, so we'll try to bring Bone right back uh, here on Bama Insider. Um, Kyle Henderson, thank you very much for watching. Be sure and hit the thumbs up, like, and subscribe. We were talking about this dynamic recruiting class from the class of 2021, and as Andrew was just talking about, um, you know, there there's still many guys that are in play. And I, I want to bring up real quick um, the class of 2021 overall because I think that this class – um, I mean, what Nick Saban's been able to do has been really remarkable, right? Um, when you look at kind of the year that Alabama has had, and keep this in mind, I'm about to bring up the entire class right now. Um, keep this in mind. Alabama hasn't been able to have any of these guys over for official visits, right? Nick Saban hasn't been able to go to um, South Carolina to visit Robbie Oates. He hasn't been able to visit Jalen Milrow in Texas. This has all been done virtually. And I think in a year like this, it's pretty incredible because Nick Saban has really had uh, kind of that Bama factor that we talk about. And I think that's really helped build onto this recruiting class. I mean, look at in a year as topsy-turvy as it's been, 
Alabama has been able to retain their focus and stay number one in the college football playoff rankings. And they've been able to stay number one in the Rivals.com recruiting rankings. It's incredible. And I think it all kind of stems to the Bama factor, right? Alabama has been talking about the Bama factor for, you know, a year or so now, two years. I love the slogan. And I think it really resonates with this year's class. Look at the guys that they've been added, right? Look at the guys that they added to this year's class. J.C. Latham, right? Out of Bradenton, IMG. You got Dallas Turner. New, those guys are newly added five stars. I know there's some five stars from some other sites and, and credit to those guys. I mean, they're, they're certainly up there. The class is dynamic. You look at uh, Deontay Lawson, a guy that Andrew Bone has talked, you know, many times about. The guy had 27 tackles in one particular game. Still feel that he might be underrated as that four star. A Jai Hall. Have you guys seen him? And take a look at this. I want you to, to notate this, right? With these two receivers that Alabama are bringing in along with Christian Leary. But let's just focus on a Jai Hall and Ja'Cory Brooks for a second. Noticed something about each of those wide receivers, okay? Ajay Hall, if you've seen him on social media, the guy seriously is the most physical wide receiver out of the class of 2021. We've seen him time and time again bury defenders by stock blocking them, right? And that's the kind of um, the, the, the type of guy that you want as a receiver. You want these guys to be physical. But the thing that stands out about those, these two wide receivers is the fact that they are bigger wide receivers than Alabama is accustomed to, right? Even, even Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, those guys aren't as big as the two that these guys are bringing in. Ajay Hall, Ja'Cory Brooks, I love that, right? You kind of pair it up with uh, Treshawn Holden, right, who's a bigger wide receiver at Alabama. J Jalil Billingsley, who we've seen. So you kind of look at Alabama's wide receivers that could be bigger over the next couple seasons. And then you have Christian Leary, who's a wide receiver, a speed guy, probably one of the fastest wide receivers in the country. You tack on Xavier Worthy, who, you know, just as Bone said, could be added to this class. Talk about a home run class in the wide receiver position. Andrew Bone has talked about Kane Williams before out of Louisiana. And even though he is listed as a defensive back, his weight is probably closer to 230. So maybe look at him more as a linebacker when he gets to this class. Ian Jackson out of Prattville, Alabama. It's going to be that linebacker. He's playing in the all-star game right now between Alabama and Mississippi. Hopefully we can have some coverage from that all-star game posted right here on Bama Insider. Kadarius Calloway, Bones talked about him plenty um, out of Mississippi, a guy that, you know, is a new four star, a guy that, you know, plays on both sides of the ball, a guy that is very dangerous. And then you look at Kendrick Blackshire. You guys seen Kendrick Blackshire before, right, on, on social media? Yeah, I know you guys have, have seen him. The guy is completely ripped. I, I don't know what he's going to bring to the table, but if he looks like he, if he looks like anything like he, he can play, I mean, the guy could be an absolute monster. Um, in Alabama, this is another thing that to keep note of. Okay, on the, on the screen right now, got Kendrick Blackshire, James Brockemeyer, Jalen Milrow. Alabama has done a fantastic job recruiting in the state of Texas. And having uh, Tommy Brockemeyer along with that group, I mean, it, it really just shows what I was talking about before, that Bama factor sells. And to be able to take Brockemeyer, the Brockemeyer brothers out of the state of Texas, fantastic. We got the main man, Andrew Bone back. Bone, how are you feeling, man? Good? I'm good. You know, we, I was on my Wi-Fi, and, uh, which typically works. I mean, everybody who watches the show know it. Pretty, that's what I'm usually on, but um, it was a little choppy tonight. But we plug directly in now, so uh, so hopefully it's not uh, not going to be an issue. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're, you're still kind of uh, a little choppy. Make sure to turn that Wi-Fi off. We might have to do a couple trouble troubleshooting tips. Um, we're just we're taking some questions um, 
from uh, you know some of our fans right here on the show. Let's see if we can get the internet going. If not, you know we're going to come back Wednesday and, and we're going to have everything all buttoned up for you guys uh, right here on Bama Insider. But we definitely wanted um, to to end the show with a couple questions. So if we can have them, um, then we'll go with it. If not, go to BamaInsider.com. You can post your questions there because Andrew will be doing a Q and A on BamaInsider.com on Wednesday. So um, well, let me. Uh, Still see if uh, if we can uh, kind of move on from the show. If not, we'll come back. It'll be uh, it won't be a big deal. Okay, is it, is it choppy? Can you hear me? Um, it's a, it's a little choppy to be honest. Unfortunately, let let's see. Let's let's give it five more minutes. See if we can move past it. If not, we'll we'll come back another time. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay, John is asking. What's up, John? Thank you very much for joining the show. Uh, do you think Bama can uh, get Tanner Bailey out of the class of 2022? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there, it's very possible. It'll be interesting to kind of see what happens kind of moving forward because, you know, Alabama, you know, signed the number one quarterback in the country last year in Bryce Young. They got an elite quarterback in this class, Jalen Milrow. You know, 2022, as I've mentioned, you know, many times, it's, you know, kind of difficult because there were no evaluations, you know, during the spring and during the summer. The only really evaluations that we've seen are uh, – you know, highlight films, uh, you know, so a lot of schools are hoping that uh, things kind of reopen in the spring. They're able to go out, evaluate guys, bring guys into camp. I mean, you know, that's going to be, uh, you know, a big deal once uh, once camps can get going again to evaluate these kids because uh, nothing like that happened this year. There was no evaluations. I mean, you're basically just, uh, you know, taking kids based off of, uh, of film and, you know, maybe some highlights for, or some training videos that they've seen. Uh, you know, but a lot of these guys haven't been seen in person in a, uh, you know, in a very long time. So, uh, so especially with this 2022 class, you know, not a lot of evaluations. Um, you know, a lot of kids are ranked high. A lot of kids are, uh, you know, committing to different schools. But uh, how good are these people? You know, are these players? Um, you know, you really need to get a chance to evaluate these guys in person, uh, not just seeing them on film. And uh, you know, that's what was really taken away from from college coaches, from uh, from recruiting. Uh, you know, reporters and and everybody throughout the spring, throughout the summer, um, and you know, people like me, uh, recruiting analysts from from rivals, they can go out on Friday nights, they can go to games and, and see players. College coaches can't, and uh, you know, that's a big thing that they've been, you know, they they do every single fall is go out and evaluate kids, uh, not necessarily seniors. They they, ne- they mostly go out, you know, to watch uh, watch juniors and underclassmen so that they know who they want to target for next year's class bring those guys in for junior day and, um, and go from there. But none of that happened this year, but Tanner Bailey is certainly a kid uh, that Alabama likes a lot. They're in contact with him uh, pretty regularly uh, out of Gordo high school. And, uh, you know, definitely somebody that uh, I could see in Alabama's recruiting class, but same time, you know, I think that, you know, it's probably only going to be one quarterback. Um, you know, there's some other guys that are out there that Alabama really likes, including Ty Simpson uh, out of Tennessee, who visited Alabama uh, earlier this football season. That's a, you know, that's definitely a guy that they have very high interest in early on. So those are probably two guys that, uh, you know, that are pretty high on their list early on in the recruiting process. 
All right. We got a, uh, a question coming and this is uh, from Peter. And by the way, um, you know, our fans are saying that you sound great. So, um, you know, who knows? It's it's the Internet could be my system. So let's just keep rolling with it. Um, Peter is asking, he's like, wasn't Mason Smith an Alabama fan growing up? Um, I think you mentioned that maybe before. I mean, could you imagine uh, growing up an Alabama fan, being in Louisiana? I mean, I, the guy must be so tormented kind of going through all this. Um, so so was he a, a fan of Alabama growing up? And could that play into this? I'm sure Alabama fans are like, come on, like we would love you on our on our squad. I mean, yeah, he you know, he's mentioned that before. They grew up an Alabama fan, uh, you know, in, in LSU country, but you know, he also grew up, you know, watching you know Alabama, you know, beat LSU most of the time. I mean, you know, very rare that uh, did LSU, you know, get a win against Alabama uh, while he's been growing up and uh, you know, throughout throughout high school, throughout you know, junior high school. I mean, he's watched Alabama, you know, completely dominate that series. That you know, LSU got that uh, you know, win last year against them, went on to win the national championship. They won at Alabama in 2011, uh, but you know, ever since I went, you know, they had 2011 all the way to 2019 before they had a win, and you know that was, you know, Mason Smith's, uh, you know, years in junior high school and high school. So he, that's all he's seen is Alabama dominate that series, and you know he was at the game on uh, uh, on Saturday night, and you know he saw what Alabama did to LSU. Um, you know, I don't know if if that's going to play a major role in his decision. I mean, I, I know that, you know, he's probably surrounded by a bunch of you know LSU fans in the community, you know, probably even in his own household. But uh, at the end of the day, he's going to make his own decision. He, he, I don't think anything's really tying him down to LSU. Um, you know, like we saw with Sage Ryan. I mean, Sage Ryan, you know, there was a lot of talk that he was going to Alabama, that that was going to be, be the, uh, you know, the school for him. But then after he announced that he was going to, uh, to commit, uh, you know, that weekend, you know, he decided to, um, that it was going to be LSU. And I think a lot of that, you know, had to do with, um, you know, his family, uh, big LSU family. Um, and, uh, and I think that's how Alabama ended up losing him. But as Eddie Mixon has asked, can <laughs> Alabama still the number one safety from LSU? I, I think they can. Um, I'm not banking on it. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but I think he is continuing to speak to Alabama um, contact and communication still there, which is good. I mean, that's what you want. You at least want to have a chance. You may not get him, but the fact that he hasn't necessarily closed the door uh, and said, Hey, I can't, I'm not talking to you guys anymore. I'm 100% solid with my commitment. Um, You know, I I think that kind of opens up the door for Alabama to potentially uh, land him, especially with everything going on down at LSU right now. I mean, there's just so much going on that you don't know what's going on in these kids' heads or what they're sitting down at the dinner table talking to their families about, um, you know, as they get ready to make this life-changing decision, uh, you know, for the rest of their lives. So it's going to be an interesting week, but I do think Alabama's in the hunt. Um, like I said, I'm not going to say he's going to flip, but I, I do think Alabama's in the hunt for him. All right. This one, this is an interesting question, and this is coming from uh, Daniel. What's up, Daniel? Thank you very much for watching the show. Um, let's say that if if Eric Gilbert somehow, this is all hypothetical, right? But let's say that he wanted to transfer out from LSU and then he chose uh, Alabama. How would that count in terms of the numbers to the class of 2021 or how would that be added, Bone? Yeah, it's not going to count towards the 2021 class. It count, you know, he, if he enters the transfer portal, he ends up deciding that he's going to go to Alabama uh, or wherever he decides to go. He's just going to count against that, 
uh, that 85 overall number, which seems like it's going to be pretty skewed this year as the NCAA said that everybody pretty much has a pass that they can come back next year and, and play if they want. So I don't know how the numbers are going to work out. You know, I was asked this earlier today on a radio show, um, you know, how the scholarship numbers on each team are going to work out. I mean, it, it almost – it's probably going to be an unfair advantage to, you know, some of these bigger programs as compared to some of these smaller programs who do not have the, uh, you know, athletic budget to, uh, to have, you know, 100, you know, 15 people on scholarship. Uh, whereas Alabama could, you know, easily, they would clearly welcome that and have, uh, they try to get as many players as possible uh, if they could, but, um, you know, some of these other programs aren't going to be able to do that. So, I don't know how the numbers are going to over, you know, end up working out overall. But in terms of, the, you know, somebody who's going to transfer, you know, that's going to be counted towards the overall numbers, not necessarily the class numbers. All right, John. Uh, John, with a question, we're here with Andrew Bone of BamaInsider.com. We'll be here for a few minutes, so uh, if you have a question, I'll try to run through some, you know, that I can. Uh, definitely hit the thumbs up, and towards the end, we'll talk about Andrew's book. So uh, we'll put the link in the description where to buy that. Um, what, what's the latest on Jeremiah Alexander, a guy that we've talked about, kind of faded away, but kind of quickly on uh, Alexander, please. Yeah, I mean, former Alabama commitment in that 2022 class. Um, you know, Alabama's still in it. Um, yeah, I think he kind of just was taking a step back from the recruiting process, wants to visit some schools if he can in the spring and enjoy the recruitment a little bit. Um, in Alabama, Georgia, both pretty high on his list. Uh, yeah, I think those are probably going to be the two schools in the end. Uh, you know, there's some other programs that are out there, but uh, I, I don't see him going anywhere other than Alabama or, or Georgia at this time. And, uh, but yeah, like I said, I think he's, yeah, he just won a, a state championship last week. He's enjoying that, going to live in that moment. Um, and uh, I think just, you know, just be patient. Let's see how it all unfolds. Even if he makes you – know, it's going to be interesting with him because he's an in-state kid. He grew up an Alabama fan. So even if I see, see him, you know, potentially committing to Georgia during the spring or potentially committing somewhere else, I still think Alabama is going to be in it until the end, especially if they, uh, you know, they really press hard for him. All right, we got a few more uh, as we kind of cruise through the show. Thank you very much for watching, and we appreciate all the feedback. Um, means a lot to us right here on Bam Insider. Definitely hit the thumbs up, like, and subscribe. Um, this is a tough one, Bone. Who's the best overall player in this class? <laughs> God, that is tough. Um, I didn't want to ask you, but I, I mean, Gelato's always here, so I had to ask you. <laughs> um, you know, I love the offensive line class, but – uh, I think there's some offensive linemen in this class that have a chance to be, you know, NFL first round draft picks. And I'm gonna have to go with Dallas Turner. Um, I think he's a superstar. Um, I think he's a guy that um, could potentially come in, and uh, you know, we know we know that Alabama has some great true freshmen, um, and I kind of see him making an early impact. You know, he's not gonna be on campus early. Uh, doesn't look like so. Um, you know, that puts them behind a little bit. You're going to see some, you know, you're going to see some of the offensive linemen in this class that are going to be, you know, I think all four offensive linemen that are committed are going to be there early. So that's going to give them a little bit of a, a jump start. But um, Dallas Turner is a special, special player. Um, I, I think, you know, he just got his uh, ranking updated on rivals to a five star. I, I think he can challenge to be, a, you know, top 15, you know, top, you know, top 10, or excuse me, top 10, top five player. Uh, overall, um, how do I compare Dallas Turner to Will Anderson? You know, a little different. You know, Will's probably a little bit thicker. Um, you know, I think with Dallas, he's uh, a lot quicker, a lot leaner. Um, 
but he's taller. He's, you know, six foot five, 200 and you know, to about, about 250 pounds. Um, yeah, I think one thing that really stands out to me about, you know, Turner is, uh, you know, obviously his quickness, the use of his hands. Um, he, you know, this year he's had an opportunity to, uh, be coached by, you know, former NFL star, Jason Taylor, um, who many people, you know, say that he's very similar to, uh, compared to his game too. So working with him, you know, somebody who's, uh, you know, played for Coach Saban, Jason Taylor, too. So, um, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, that's been very beneficial and very helpful for him. And I think he's one of the best overall players in the country. All right. Um, you can give an update on uh, Alabama's quarterback commitment, Jalen Milrow, just kind of how, um, you know, his, his season. I, I don't know if he's still playing or if it ended, but, um, you know, you, you had great things to say about him, said that he was having a fantastic season um, o- over in Texas. Another Texas commit, as we talked about. Uh, what what's what kind of season did he end up with? Bone? Well, a really good season. I mean, you know, this is a guy who uh, who helped his team to an undefeated regular season, uh, district championship, you know, first time. And I think it was 11 years that they won the district championship. Um, you know, he's getting ready for the playoffs this week. They had a bye last week, so he's getting ready uh, to play this week. Um, you know, having a great year. Hasn't had to play a lot in the second half just because his team's been up so much. But, uh, you know, but having a you know fantastic year. And he's, uh, you know, I talked to him uh, yesterday excited about signing with Alabama going to sign next week. Uh, and is also going to be an early enrollee. All right. We, uh, we got one from uh good, good buddy, Sean Huntsville. Uh, to me, say so it seems like he's going to Florida. I remember bone saying the last visit is what you want. Is Bama still in good shape with to me, say Delia. We've talked about him before, but I think Sean is just joining. Yeah. I mean, you know, last visit is what you want, but you know, at the same time, you don't, you know, this is a little bit different COVID, uh, you know, kind of, you know, change things up a little bit in terms of, uh, uh, you know, not really being able to sit down with the coaching staff and, uh, you know, and, and, you know, spend a lot of time with them while you're on campus. Uh, you know, that's not happening. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Tumi. Say, I, I think Alabama's got a chance. Um, but I also think Texas A&M and I think, uh, you know, Florida's got a chance. But heading into this visit, I think Alabama A&M a little bit ahead of Florida, but Florida, you know, can make up some ground this weekend. It, it's going to be very – very interesting to kind of see what he ha- you know he ends up doing because he's been you know probably one of the most unpredictable um, you know recruits overall uh, in the country this recruiting cycle um, just you know very tough to predict yeah, I think people were a little bit surprised when he made that commitment to uh, Ohio State back uh, you know in the spring not to say that Ohio State wasn't the favorite but uh, yeah I think a lot of people thought that he was going to wait it out and maybe he just you know when COVID hit he decided hey. I'm going to go ahead and make a decision. So that's what he did, but uh, obviously decommitted and you know, has left, you know, uh, things kind of up in the air between these last three pro, you know, these, these final three schools that are, that are high on his list. Uh, Danny wants to know Tyreek Sapp, if Alabama misses on Tomise and Shamar Turner. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm a, I know Alabama has been in contact with them, but at the same time, I just don't see him flipping from Florida, Florida, having a great year, winning the sec East going to the sec championship having a, uh, you know, a great recruiting class. I don't see him flipping. I, I think he's pretty solid with the, with the Gators. 
All right, um, Bone, before we go, um, just want to let everybody know that we really appreciate you guys being here. Hit the thumbs up, like, and subscribe. Hey, Bone, um, you got to tell everybody about uh, your book, The Road to Bama, Incredible Twists and Improbable Turns Along the Alabama Crimson Tide Recruiting Trail, available on Amazon. All I did to get to it, look, I'll put the link in the description box, but I just typed in Andrew Bone's book and it popped right up. Then I went to Amazon. So that's a quick way to get it. Uh, Bone, uh, give us some uh, detail on your book, uh, the road to Bama. Yeah, I feel like uh, you know, usually around Christmas time, you know, and around the holidays, you're looking for gifts, looking for you know that that Alabama football book that you want to give. Uh, you know, your loved one who's a big Alabama fan. Um, yeah, I think that the road to Bama certainly fills that void. Um, you know, 18 chapters. Uh, each chapter tells the story of a former Alabama great, his life, uh, his recruitment. You know, why he ended up choosing the University of Alabama. Um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of different interviews in each chapter, um, you know, with either the player, the, you know, a high school coach, a recruiting coach from Alabama who, you know, was in charge of his recruitment or, you know, potentially, uh, you know, an interview with a Auburn coach who recruited him. You know, I talked to Mark Rick, a former Georgia and Miami coach about his recruitment of, of Brody Crowell, which was, uh, you know, extremely interesting and, and fun to learn about, you know, how he saw things. So, um, you know, it's not a book where you have to sit down and read chapters one through 18. You can read chapter 18, which is on Tua, or you can jump and then you can jump to chapter two and read uh, the whole story on David Palmer's recruitment. Um, or you can jump and, and read, you know, Brody's recruitment or read uh, whoever, you know, Marty Lyons, Dwight Stevenson, John Hanna. Uh, Leroy Jordan, just so many Alabama greats that uh, I certainly had the honor of uh, interviewing each one of them and, and uh, talking to their families. And you know, I think a lot of Alabama fans will really enjoy this book during the holiday season. All right, good stuff. And we'll put the link in the description box. But if you want to get it, all I did was type in uh, Andrew Bone's book popped up right on Amazon. So definitely check it out. Hey, Bone, I, I definitely I want to add one more. Uh, Mike's been with us the entire show. Uh, thank you very much, Mike. We appreciate you sticking with us. Um, he thinks JC Latham is going to be the impact player. I mean, I didn't come up with this, but someone said it. Uh, one of our followers said this is the great wall of Bama that's incoming with all these guys uh, that are added to this class. Uh, your your thoughts on JC real quick, because I mean, this guy is number two overall in rivals. Um, I mean, th this guy, you know, from the IMG, it's like a farm, you know, club to Alabama. Talking about uh, JC Latham. Yeah, I mean, with JC, you know, this is a guy who has only you know played offensive line for two seasons. Um, you know, he's really developed into an elite player. Um, you know, there was some argument that he could potentially be the number one overall player uh, in the Rivals 100, and may may end up being the, the top player. I mean, you know, he plays at IMG Academy, was uh, coached extremely well. Uh, you know, head coach, offensive line coach, great strength and conditioning program. Um, you know, he had it all down there. I mean, they're like the Alabama of the high school football uh, world. So, uh, so I mean, he definitely, uh, you know, comes from a great program that you know, played against elite competition week in and week out, and he dominated. So, um, so seeing him as the top offensive lineman in the country, you know, no surprise. And, you know, it's a big need. I mean, Alabama is going to lose some, some key, uh, you know, pieces to that offensive line after this year. And, uh, you know, there's some guys coming in that can really make a big impact as true freshmen. I mean, I don't know if you're, you know, you want to count on, you know, two or three true freshmen on the offensive line, but, uh, but you got a class right now that's coming in that um, is a special, special group. That, uh, but I, I think that uh, you could potentially see multiple, multiple first round draft picks in the, in the next few years. 
All right. Good stuff, Bone. Well, thank you very much to everybody who uh, checked out uh, the show tonight. Uh, Defense, like I never catch this live, but it's been great. Keep up the good work. Chat was very informative as well. Hey, look, you guys can uh, definitely catch the rewatch. Uh, you can listen to it via podcast. And of course, you don't have to wait till every single Tuesday to get all your information. Just go to BamaInsider.com. Bone's on there every single day at all hours, posting at 2 a.m., 4 a.m., still trying to figure out when he sleeps. Um, and then, of course, uh, next Wednesday, early signing day, we'll get you completely caught up to speed all day long right on BamaInsider.com. So when you think about Alabama's tremendous re recruiting class from the class of 2021, think Bama Insider will, of course, get you covered. Follow Bone on Twitter. Follow myself as well. Of course, all the coverage back at BamaInsider.com. From beautiful Tuscaloosa, Alabama, thank you for watching, and we'll catch you soon back at BamaInsider.com. Good night, everyone.